Agents of ICS is a Monster of the Week horror podcast meant for mature audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Why, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Agents of ICS. It seems this case is slowly coming to a head. Let's meet with our agents now. Hello. Hello. Alrighty. In our last scene-ish, we effectively had, uh, I almost said Jargo. Yep. Jargo. Jar Jar Binks. Good old Jar. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I bet your fate now, I guess. Yes. We had Jay and Margo. Back to Kaiba. <laughs> right now. Car- cargo. <laughs> cargo Zoom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when Jay is driving, yes. So we got the two of them heading out of Season's Comfort, out of Galva Hills to go pick some shit up. Did either of you leave a note or did you wait for Graham to basically take over shift and say, hey, but we're, we're leaving. Keep an eye on Carson. I mean, obviously, we tell them that we're leaving for a bit. Yeah. Um, some mirrors we, and stuff like that. Yeah. And we have to make sure that one of them is awake. Perfect. OK, so we wait for the next person to basically take over. Y'all head out. And the actual last scene we ended on was Carson. You took a call from our wonderful Carnation Services. Uh, mm-hmm. Eleanor, pass it on to you. Basically said that Ivan is not doing well. At most, he'll last one or two more days, and then that's probably it for him, unfortunately. They'll keep a close eye, though, and if they need to leave a message with Eleanor, they'll try their best, and they'll be as vague as possible. All right, so we told them to put a mirror in front of them, see what happens. Yes, they said to mirror... The flower has wilted. Exactly. So basically, mirror the boy, see what happens. They'll probably call back, maybe around the time it may, and... Oh my god, I said Jargo, and I'm gonna keep saying it. Uh, Jay and Margo. I said... (laughs) My brain said May and Jargo. Carson. <laughs> Carson. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay. Marson. Margo and Jay. Margo and Jay. Margo and Jay. Margo and Jay. Messy. Um, Snoopy. Uh, you're actually very close to that. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Megan's like, what? Is like, she? Yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all excited. Right, it's, it's, yeah, no, okay. Better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, I forgot, what? I forgot which expansion that was. Y- you'll see. Uh, at the end of uh, Heaven's Word, there's a, there's a good dungeon with some wonderful voice lines. You'll see. Oh, is it a good dungeon though? Honestly, I hate it. Um, Melanie, I like the fight. It reminds me. The dungeon's I mean, quite sure. boring. Yeah. I mean, they did change the fight, by the way. Yeah, uh, slightly. Yeah, I'm. It, it's better now, honestly, but I keep coming across fights that have changed. Yeah, I they, they I don't know that do, it's changed, but they can't do random RNG fights anymore because of uh, AI. How is Melanie supposed to tell me my every move? If I mean, the, if the dungeons all of them are very simple now, and they actually yeah. use their proper marks, so they're super scripted, ah. so it's actually easier. Perfect. Uh, so you're basically conveyed all that information, Carson. We know that Margot and Jay are out, kind of doing their thing. So realistically, you'll have about I say five or so hours to yourself because uh, you guys got up relatively early. You probably have more of that realistically. If you want mm-hmm. to do Nissan Carson, you're more than welcome to. But it's effectively going to be just you and Graham, and in the morning. Uh, like I said, Graham sort of prepared while you were taking the phone call. He was sort of scooping up, you know, all the good stuff. He's seen what y'all eat, so he's prepared a plate for both you and himself. And he's sort of waiting at the table, kind of finger drumming, just just uh, just waiting for you. And after you finish your call, he, he sort of gives you a wave. I mean, I guess I go eat. Excellent. Uh, as you sit down, he's, you know, kind of just drumming at his plate and whatnot, eating, just sort of doing whatever. And he looks up at you, pauses for a second and says... Hey, Carson, so, uh, I only heard, like, half that phone call. How are things going? Hmm, not great. Like, in general, or for the guy? 
Uh, for the guy, I don't know if you noticed the um, massive scab covering his entire body. Nods. Um, but uh, wait, Graham wasn't there to see that. I don't think Graham saw it. Yeah, I think you guys mentioned it or had a picture. I, yeah, I think I mean, we did talk to him about it though. Yeah, he's aware of it. Uh, you've offered to show it, and he said, "I'm good." So he okay. he, kn- he knows of it. <laughs> wow. Just the to only follow one we up. have shown you to is, uh, what's his name? Stefan. Stefan, yeah. Well, that guy with the massive scab all over his body, except for his face, uh, not doing well. Uh, probably is not going to, probably isn't going to make it, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, but um, we are doing a couple of, Testing sounds so uh, aggressive. Not quite what we're doing. I kind of got you. You're, you know, doing your best to see what does and doesn't work. I mean, it's a what, supernatural yeah. disease or something after all. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've, we've got pretty limited time here to figure out what we can do to stop the creature from doing it again. Uh, so we're just working on that right now. He sort of nods along and says, all right, uh, how about the whole thing in general? I mean, are y'all closer? To figuring out what to do? Yeah. Well, we've got a couple of theories, which hopefully um, Mr. Scab will be able to will be able to either confirm or deny. Hmm. Do you uh, point of no return? Do y'all need my help with anything? Or I mean, I feel kind of useless just sitting here. I mean, Maya's gone, so. Well, um, truthfully, Graham, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of useless just sitting here. He, he, uh, he laughs a little at that, yeah. There's not a lot to be done right now. I'm in a game. Is there anything that I can even really do in this period? I mean, of time? If, if there's something you think you want to do, if you want to talk to people, look around, you're more than welcome to. Uh, preparing is, I know you only played like one or two sessions with uh, Blades in the Dark with us, but realistically, yeah. I'm cool with flashbacks. I'm saying, I would have prepared this. That makes sense for my character. And I just go, yeah, definitely. Unless it's this horribly elaborate, like, Rue Goldberg machine, which those don't work anyway. So maybe don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I just don't know how Carson would prepare for something like this. Honestly, that that could be in person. Just not sure what to do next. Not Sorry, that could be in character. Yeah, that's I guess that's where I am then. Okay. I mean, uh, you do have your own uh, crew, right? I do. Yeah, maybe they can find more information about this guy. Or about this entity. Uh, but I think I, oh, that's true. I, uh, I, I, now I that assume that ICS name. has probably like gone most of it, but maybe one of them knows. Uh, I don't know, an ancient Croatian family. Who knows? Oh, uh, yeah, I can. I'll reach out to my crew. Okay, regarding that, are they... Maybe see if they can throw up anything else Yeah, so you, can, you can call uh, them with a line, I guess. You can call them on a landline. Um, in terms of allies, yeah. are they supposed to... Keep... You're, I mean, yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, are they supposed to offer anything in particular, or are they just, like, flavor? Do you know? Just flavor, but okay. also it, maybe, like, something that... crew move? Or is no, it it's, it's, not, it's not a move, it's just a... It's a Underworld, pick a how you discovered, blah blah blah, and then he says mm-hmm. allies. I'm not really sure. Yeah, so the thing oh, that okay. I have is yeah. uh, a team of three or four staff. people who will help you out with pretty much anything. Yeah, and mostly the, research. Yeah, and for the most part, it's fairly normal research, but you know what you're looking for now. 
So you could, you know, call them on a landline. And realistically, they're going to be gone enough that you might find something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will. I will say out of game, of course, <laughs> out of game, in game knowledge. I've given you quite a bit of information. So if you want to know something, you're going to have to actually ask me a literal question. Otherwise, I can't just give you something random because I've effectively. Uh, given I guess you my I question is. Yeah. So we're checking in on the the mirror thing, right? Yeah. With ICS. I guess I would want to look and see if there was, have them look around to see if there's anything else that could be an aid for the while victim? fighting it. No, while fighting it. While fighting it. In general? Like some kind of, uh, you know, Croatian charm or something to keep it at bay. Yeah. Kind of like the bone we found, I guess. Um, but you know, like obviously, if that's something that is not doable, that's fine. But that's really the only reason I would contact them. See if there's maybe any any stories. Sure. We'll uh finish the conversation with Graham and then probably this would spur you to think, oh yeah, you know, I got my people back home. You can call them on the landline. Obviously, the only way they can call back is through the landline, so you may gotta make sure you're here. Um, yeah. But, but you will well, be. For, I mean, for I'm not going to be going anywhere. For exactly. The... So that's perfect. So. And uh, while you guys are chatting, uh, Graham kind of grows quiet for a second as he's sort of picking at his food and he's thinking. And this is almost like weirdly quiet for him. He's very clearly introspective about something. Uh, sort of after you mentioned that, like, even, even you're in over your head. And then he turns to you, Carson, and says... Hey, man, you mind if I, uh, if I ask you a question? Go for it. Yeah, it's kind of personal, so you know, if it's weird, you don't have to answer. It's all good. Mm, go for it. Do you ever feel like you, I don't know, like you don't belong? Uh, yeah. I mean, surrounded by, by people who have incredible skills. You know, monsters all over the place. I'm just some guy, you know? Any... Any, like, deeper than that, though? Because I definitely get being in over your head, but ah, I don't know. Elaborate on that, Graham. How are you feeling? He thinks a bit longer. He takes a bite again. And he leans back in his chair. And says, man, I don't know. It's, there's just this, like, creeping feeling. I'm not sure what it is. But, like, my surroundings don't feel familiar sometimes? Or maybe it's this town... They don't feel unwelcoming, but I just get the feeling occasionally like I'm not wanted here. You know, maybe it's just the, the stress and the situation just getting to me because it's it's a lot. It's a, uh, it's a whole lot. You know, I considering how often I have to deal with weird stuff. I don't think that that kind of feeling is something that you should ignore. Yeah, it's hard to bring up. Though. You know, just... Maybe there is something else going on. That doesn't want you here. Maybe that's something we need to think about. Definitely sounds a little spooky. <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, spooky is uh, definitely a word for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not all the time. It's I haven't been sleeping all that well for obvious reasons. I mean, I don't mind sleeping in shifts and helping y'all. It's, it's just, not you know, all the time. No, not not all the time. Just it when comes do up you occasionally. Feel it? Uh, I don't know. Like when things get quiet, when I really focus on my like surroundings, when certain things happen when certain words are said i get this what kind of words see i can't i can't place it it's just i don't know the way people talk sometimes the way 
I guess I, I view things, you know, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Like the Berenstein Bears and all that. Yeah, sometimes people yeah. will say a word and I'm like, is that slang or uh, like, wh- wh- what am I? I'm not old. Not that you guys are old, of course, but like, I'm kind of with the times. So I don't know. You know, there's some really weird stuff going on. Graham. Yeah, yeah. I, so have you been feeling like this the whole time? Not the whole time. Like I said, it, it's random. It's just when it happens. I don't know. Like, I feel like more not that Jan Margo are too weird, but I feel like it hits us normal folk. Or I, I would assume so. We just don't say anything because you, you don't want to sound crazy. No one wants to be like, oh, yeah, that logo always had a, a dog in it. And then everyone's like, nah. And you're sitting here like, yeah, of course, there was no dog. And you're sitting here you're sweating like, oh, no, <laughs> there was always a dog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is super understandable, actually. Yeah. How to game. <laughs> Is there anything I can do to, like, investigate this feeling that he's having? Uh, What are you trying to investigate, exactly? I want to know if it's something directly connected to the whole, to the town and the way that he's, like, you know, kind of psychic. I think we know that he himself is kind of weird in a... But we know that he's a little weird. This seems kind Um, of, it seems like maybe there's more than just that. Or, well, no, you wouldn't lead us in a completely different direction, right? No, I, yeah. no, no this, this surely isn't the plot hook for some bigger story. Because <laughs> uh, it's kind of what I'm getting a feeling for. <laughs> so I, I, did, um, I did mention, I, I will occasionally say or do things similar to the clue you guys uh, very quickly found in uh, Stefan Wittenberg's home. That has nothing, to, not nothing, that has almost nothing to do with the current case. I mentioned I'd be dropping a little weird things throughout all these campaigns that have some meaning and i will be very clear if it doesn't go anywhere here because i don't want you guys spending an hour looking at something when i don't intend it to lead anywhere uh this is more so just graham talking to you though he's just he's got a weird feeling you're not sure if it's directed to like this case the way he's phrasing it it sounds like this feeling might have you know affected him when he was at the psychic club so prior to all this just a weird feeling of like not belonging and he can't really pinpoint when it started oh graham I, but I want to be there. I want to know what's going on. I want to. Does he need help? I mean, I you can you can ask. I him just stuff. empathize. I, I am just going to empathize with him. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's all you need to do. You're listening. Yeah. Which is what you guys have been doing. And he, he very much appreciates that. And uh, he maybe kind of notices he got a little too real there for a second. And he kind of laughs and says, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't freak out anything, Carson. Like, it's. It's usually why I don't ask random, random folk. But I feel like the, you know, our group's been through uh, quite a bit as you guys are helping me and all. I mean, shit, Margo did not look too good after whatever y'all did in the woods. So, yeah, I do. I really do appreciate it. Even if, well, even if shit goes south, you guys have been a massive help. I mean, you know, Graham, I like to think we've become friends. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, I don't, I don't really have much friends, many friends. It's, you know move somewhat frequently uh my mom's a bit weird like i said you know helicopter parent and all you know she expects right. greatness but wants me to kind of do it solo in a weird way or like people bring you down she's yeah. she, she's a bit much i i I'd prefer if y'all didn't meet her just because i don't think she'd like y'all you know she wasn't a huge fan of the whole psychic club thing i did it for fun she thought it was a waste of time and honestly yeah probably was uh she doesn't want me hanging out with like hooligans uh, so I don't know. I feel like you're allowed to do things that are a waste of time sometimes. 
Uh, hence why I don't always tell her when I'm doing things. Yeah. Well, either way, you know, you're always welcome to talk to me about it. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. And his spirits seem to be uh, lifted a bit after this. He's, he's no longer as quiet. And he's, you know, he finishes up his food. And uh, by this point, unless you have anything else to say to him, you can definitely make that phone call. Yeah, I make that phone call. Perfect. Uh, go ahead and just roll me the good old convince. of Like, hey, buds, I got some shit for you. <gasps> 13. <gasps> That's a number. Excellent. Perfect. Mucho grande. All righty. So they you're looking for maybe something to help combat it. Yeah. OK. By this point, they'll get it back to you quickly. So I, I'd say unless you have anything else planned for the day, they'll, you know, hang up. They'll do their thing. They'll do whatever research they can. And realistically, by the time Jane Margo gets back, you'll have your answer. So unless you want to do anything in between in the downtime, I can just give the answer now. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to be hanging out with Car- with uh, Graham. Hanging out with Carson. Carson and Carson. Hanging out with Carson. Excellent. You know, me, myself, and I. Yeah, exactly. As one does. So, they let you know, upon looking into various myth and legends, you know, they don't have as much time to prepare as they would like, nor do they have the resources that ICS does, but we have the internet. You do not, and they will milk it for all it's worth. Perfect. Exactly what they're there for. (laughs) Precisely. They're able to determine a few things. Now, some of this might be bullshit, but they're trying to, you know... You go to one website, it says uh, five things. Next website, four things. Okay, three were the same. Next website, two things. Okay, two were the same. And you kind of just match up and say, what are the consistencies? And one, one general bit is a sort of a way to protect yourself against, I guess, like a, a creature of myth. Unfortunately, I don't know if you guys have read a lot of older books, but they're weird. They're very odd things. Uh, yeah it doesn't make any sense for the most part uh this thing since we can't really like we can nail down what it is we know it doesn't like dogs we know it cannot get in unless we have you know the specified layout of you know home town whatever it may be uh Mm -hmm. so in terms of like weaknesses that's kind of it now you guys do already know the the mirror thing and you definitely would convey that information uh but which i say you probably mentioned the scratch and the scabbing and all that nonsense Mm -hmm. okay they let you know that because this thing is of the land that healing uh curing now they don't have an exact answer they said if if you're able to uh try to pull from like the direct source any like local books someone's got to have something maybe probably (laughs) to get like better information there are multiple ways to either slow down they think at least this rot uh, whatever is happening to people's bodies so a way to slow it down to slow it down or to stop it yeah okay. uh, they're, they're not sure which they, they basically read both uh but the main thing is they read you need to take like a part of the creature uh it, it's it's blood something uh, you need something from the source so hair whatever you describe it in very odd ways they're like well <laughs> whatever is probably not one of the faces so a part of it uh, blood usually will do the trick as long as it bleeds pour that into the wound or near the wound Ooh. Yes. And then seal the wound with, quote unquote, the land. And they could take that to mean as dirt and mud, leaves and such from like a local river or from a spring nearby. Something that's part of like the natural landscape. So basically sealing the wound with both the creature and the land itself will neutralize the effect. Okay, we don't have those yet. Well, technically, we did give ICS the horn we blasted off. 
You do have horn, Is yes. Is there blood in the horn? No, just horn. Assuming the creature even has blood. We know that it is the, the, the bone itself is of the creature, so it might work. So you guys definitely have that stuff. All right. Well, I, can I pass a, that on to ICS? I mean, if we're still in town by that point, we might be able to pick it up as well. Uh, pick it up as in swing by ICS and take some of the horn back. If we're still in town at that point. If you guys wanted to, in terms of timing, because Carson rolled a 13, I would say you guys would have the time to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I don't think uh, Jay or Marco would uh, care if they were like halfway back and need to turn around for a bit and spend like another three hours driving. If yeah. that meant potentially healing stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It might make you guys like a little bit later, but it's not going to affect your guys' time too much. We only don't have uh, land of the... Well, land, basically, of the area. Correct. Uh, oh, and here. Let's see how much this affects time. Jay... I want you to go ahead and roll me, uh, roll me act under pressure with a plus one from your driving skill, correct? Yes. Yeah, go ahead and do that for me. All right, perfect. Right down the middle, we got an eight. Excellent. So with that, you guys don't really lose too much time, just a little. It'll make you guys slightly later. The only thing we do here that we are sacrificing is indeed going to be time, but you're able to basically pick up, do you want all the, there wasn't very much, do you guys want all of it? Um... No, like we want to also test it on. Well, we can't do that. But I would say like have them grind it into a dust or something okay. and take a, a handful with us. Yeah, they can definitely do that for you guys. No. And they can uh, also send someone else with us to drive back for like a piece of the land, basically. Sure. We'll have a, an extra associate basically drive with y'all all the way up to Galva Hills. They'll arrive. Um, Getting the, the getting the goods uh, will be somewhat difficult, but they'll follow you guys in. So once they get it, they'll just yeah. peace out. If anything, I would be well concerned that a piece of the land means like inside the the weird area, from what? rather than just the forest. Yeah. So obviously, this remedy is supposed to be done on site, which you'll be able to see quicker. Uh, very difficult to kind of go back and forth, but we'll basically when we get there, yeah. you guys, we'll, we'll probably do a roll or something to say like you know scope the area, and then the guy will go. You know, they will take whatever it is and then they'll peace out and drive back to ISIS as quickly as possible. Of course, they'll need uh, yeah. either blood or uh, more bone, but I'll let you guys decide that when you get there. Like, I assume we took some of the bone and we can technically test it on Margot if she's up for that. If she hasn't been introduced sure. to, to yeah, that's fine. by then. In terms of how much was left, there's enough for... Uh, there's enough to leave some behind and there's enough to test on Margot. So you can definitely do that. So we do need to get some more, or is it, like, enough? Uh, for, <clears throat> for, for testing this, it should be enough to leave some behind for I Ivan, for this other person to swing by and grab it, and then enough for Margo, and that's it. And also, uh, what's her name? Maya? Maya? Well, we'll need more for Maya. Okay. Well, Fortunately, she's not so far along, so. Yeah, true. I'm pretty sure while you guys are at, at ICS, I don't think there's anything else. Pretty sure that's it. Oh, while you guys are by, they let you know that Ivan's not doing well, so. <laughs> Good job, you found something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assumed the mirror had no effect. Oh, there we go. Thank you. I knew there was something I was forgetting. Uh, no, so the mirror did indeed have no effect. You kind of sh shown it at him, and he was just as wild and totally like, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go, completely ignoring it. Seeing it might have made him <laughs> angrier, but not in a, ah, yes, keep showing, like, away, demon! More so in a way of, like, ah, what is that? So, not great. That's you. <laughs> this be you, boy. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, we are near sundown now. Margo and Jay, you have returned. 
with a bone. Carson, Bunch Ram, of and, and yeah. Yeah. I have, yep. I have a disco ball hanging in the in the van. We effectively got all the stuff we need. It is in terms of time, around a you know fourish, fourish, fiveish. So sun's still up, but it's getting ready to set. Wait, but we have to walk there, so we're going to arrive at night. You'll arrive near sundown. That was the original time, but swinging by ICS slowed you down a bit. So fine. That's fine still. It's dark anyway. <laughs> I don't want to go to sleep. I mean, we don't have to. We can just go inside now and hope that the moonlight is enough to have the mirror stick work. Also bring some candles and light, I guess. Wow. Where are we going? What are we doing? I do not want to fight it in the dark. But why not, though? Because those little prickly mm, plants that's fair. That's fair. are hard to see in the dark. Preferably we'll be fighting it in a clearing. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get that lucky. No, in that case, you, we can't try sleeping in the light. All right, I will not be on watch by myself. <laughs> not sure. I mean, we do have the guy from ICS with us now, so he can take watch. All right, Wait, so you guys are going to sleep one more day? Yeah, I guess so. We could like do like a, a quick nap and then go out super early. Good to me. That definitely works. You do know that napping one day will put Ivan on the edge of death, effectively. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe we shouldn't do that then. Totally up to you, though. Well, okay, hang on. We're bringing uh, Molotov cocktails, right? So I guess that provides us plenty of light. <laughs> True, we do. <laughs> Fine, we can go. It's life or death for Ivan, unless you don't care about him. I do, but I care about myself more. Um, you know, honestly, I'm glad you're being honest about that. I mean, I can't help more people if I'm dead. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. You also can't you're cut any arms off. Exactly. I have to do my tally. It has to grow. We are a fan of big tallies here. Uh, hashtag not a serial killer. Yet. Definitely something I don't, a serial killer. Hashtag has. not a serial killer. That implies that you've used that tag before. No, I just made it for the first time. I'm a little, con I'm concerned. I think we should just fight it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, off we go. All righty, in we go. The three of us. And a random NPC person will also be joining with, yay, this guy. He gets to carry all the dirt, right? The, the, the dirt lad. Uh, what's this person's name? Kirk. Kirk. Good luck, Kirk. I believe in you. Kirk McGuffin. Because he's the bringer of MacGuffins. Indeed. Well, he's, a, he's here to collect the MacGuffin. <laughs> exactly. All right, with this, we will leave post-haste. And in terms of, a, as a quick reminder, well, what are we all bringing with us? We got the big stand-up mirror, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, and then you guys are bringing home a bunch of small mirrors? A bunch of small ones. I have a disco ball with me, a bunch of Molotovs. Like, when we say small, I mean, like... Like hand mirrors, right? A bunch of those, but also slightly bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. A few, like two or three, I don't know. Yeah, re reasonably sized hand mirrors, so it's not just like, I can see my hand. All right, perfect. Uh, who's carrying the big mirror? It is uh, difficult to move, obviously, so... Yes. Awkward, especially through... Uh, I guess I will. It's gonna have to be two people anyway, so... I'll also help with that. Yeah. Well, I can also help. Realistically. Preferably have Carson do it so that Marco can, you know, swing. Yeah. Yeah. So Marco. Uh, all right. That's fair. I will be on guard duty. You, you're already carrying something very large, so it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to carry anything else. Fortunately, we have Kirk with us. Free labor. Exactly. Ah, uh, Kirk. Lucky yeah. guy. Kirk is what a man. Shirt. What a man. 
I've come for your dirt and mud and steaks. Give me your dirt. I'll have your sloppiest dirt, please. Thank you. I've got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar of dirt. <laughs> this boy could only be so lucky. Alrighty. Well, with all that, we head into Lovagash, looking for a very, very spooky lad. We'll give it a good time. Unfortunately. We'll make sure to tell Kirk that if he sees any animals staring at him, shoot it. Shoot it. All right. Shoot it. Don't stare back. Excellent. Note taken. And uh, carefully lower the mirror, of course. Yes. So as we all head into the woods, uh, as we know before, it takes a hop, skip, and a jump to actually get there. Uh, Margo, I will ask this of you. As you have you know, taken a day, drove out, drove back, uh, we're re-entering the woods. Yeah, it's a bit humid here. Sun's coming down. Plenty of bugs. Plenty of just blah to make your body itch and just sweat. Not the place for well general comfort or you know, pride and beauty. Fortunately, Margaret doesn't seem to care too much about that. While you're trudging through the forest to get to the clearing, though, uh, go ahead and roll me plus tough. Nice, an 11. Okay. Tell me when you're out and that about. That was really nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> that was a really long pause. I was getting real nervous. For you, Margot, when you're in combat mode, basically, what, how's your leg wrapped? Well, I'm going to need flexibility, so probably fairly lightly. Okay, just kind of like a, not splint is obviously the wrong word. Like the runner state, basically? Yeah. She has a shit guard on. Yeah, I mean, I, I want it thick so that it doesn't get, you know, damaged, but it's going to be something lightweight. Perfect. Alrighty, well, we're able to handle that fairly easily. And as you're walking through the forest, Margo, you're focused on your target, you're looking around, you're keeping your eyes open, and in the, in the back of your mind, you swear you see and hear a, a figure that you can't place, but you know what it looks like? If you were asked to describe it, though, you don't think you could. You can pretty clearly hear its voice calling to you, though. You know not to answer, as you did not answer before, but while this is happening, that itching is culminating right in the back of your leg where that scab was, where you were scratched. Uh, fortunately, you, you kind of snap out of this and you feel yourself reaching down for your leg to scratch it. But you, you pull back. You're, you're, you know, nowhere near actually scratching it. But you could just feel yourself going for it. But you resist, fortunately. And as you get closer and closer to the clearing, uh, Margo specifically, all of you indeed feel like you're being watched. Prior. It almost felt like you were being watched by a predator that did not want to be known. And you guys just happened to see it. Now, it's essentially exerting its pressure on you. You know you're being watched. It wants you to know you're being watched. You can tell it wants you to turn around. As you get closer, Margot, the itching sensation gets worse, but you're able to resist. And after not too long, we reach the clearing. There's a fairly long downward slope and Kirk looks at you guys like, oh, I'm going to drag this thing down here and all this shit. Like, you guys have already been here? Oh my god. Very much because you look at us and say, woof, you guys are uh, something else. All right. Don't look up. Yeah. Uh, you guys head downward pretty slowly as to not drop the mirror. and It's, it's not too heavy, fortunately. And realistically, we could wheel it, but we're in a forest, so that's not happening. Until we hit the, what you call it, the little road. So I guess that's convenient. And Kirk is indeed, you know, looking about, trying to keep an eye out. Uh, they do have a firearm on them in case they need it. 
they're here half for support and half to, you know, assist with whatever they need to. So you guys want Kirk to obviously get the shiz and leave. Do you want him to get near the cave or do you now that we're near the clearing? Do you want him to like look around this area on their own? Do you guys want to kind of help them? What's the plan? Uh, well, we definitely don't want him to go straight off of the path, I assume. No, and I kind of want him somewhere within sight. I'm not sure if like using some moss from a tree on the path is worth is or will work. Um, I would actually just grab everything, uh, like all, all types of earth. All dirt is good dirt. <laughs> Maybe some bark, some leaves. Yeah. It's grave dirt. An entire acorn. Okay. So Shoulder we're. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we're primarily collecting from this area then before we actually enter the path. Yeah, might as well help him get some real quick. Okay, cool. Uh, this doesn't take much time. You guys are unassaulted. Nothing's watching you. As mentioned before, as we get close to this path, the chirping and occasional jumping of animals throughout the forest, it does indeed become quieter. And as you guys are collecting various twigs and mud and such, he's got plenty of, you know, little, <laughs> what are they called? Uh, for like leftovers. Um, Tupperware. <laughs> you got the, the individual Tupperwares for uh, wood and sticks and things that need to He's trying to keep them separate just in case they need to be separated. So he's taking his time, but you guys are indeed uh, helping. And during this moment, as things are being collected, you guys faintly hear sort of wisping out from the pathway just a a whistling of wind between the trees and a whistling of wind between various bones that are hung from the canopy and they clatter together and he pauses for a second and looks at y'all as if to say like is is this bad is this okay what is this keep working uh, don't acknowledge uh, I, it yeah i am on high alert perfect okay or continues. In fact, I'm probably um, walking around watching more than I am helping. Yeah. All right, that's perfectly fine. Uh, you, you looking around is kind of, all right, Margo's got this. Like, would have definitely told them, like, if you see anything in the tree lines, don't even acknowledge it. Excellent. Kirk will be very careful. <laughs> and uh, like I said, after not too long, you guys are able to collect what you need. I assume we're taking Kirk further in with us to help with the uh, mirror. They, they do know their way back. So, yeah, like we still might need something from like the inner circle, but we never know. And okay. also we need him to try it out on Marco, I guess. Perfect. Are we trying that out now or are we waiting to get to the inner circle? What's the plan? Uh, the inner circle? I'd rather try it out here because the creature's probably in the inner circle. Yeah, but if this path is rather small, if it decides to attack us here, we're screwed. I'd also prefer to try it later, like after we've done something about the beast. It is your wound. Yeah, I am just more worried that it might try something with your wound, basically. That's a risk I'm prepared to take. No, Wait, what goes goal. on? What are you doing? It does mean that Kirk has to survive uh, the beast, though. Basically, Kirk is coming with you guys to the inner circle to collect more stuff. He's done collecting for now. You guys have warned him to not look at it or to look at anything, really, using the woods going forward. He'll do his best to, uh, of course, you know, obey that. And they will stay on the defense, help bring this mirror down this windy passage, and we're moving forward. All right. As with last time, the path has not changed. It is precisely the same as it was. In all its spooky glory. All its spooky glory. All the bones clattering up above. More and more as we get deeper into the forest. Actually, can I uh, use a flashback moment? Uh, yeah, what were we looking for? 
I bought all of us one of those like reflective uh, glasses. It's hard to see at night with them, but you know. Well, what are they used for? The you basically know those highway cop glasses with like high reflection. Mm? Basically, you can wear them, and then uh, the creature, well, he'll be forced to look at you and himself. Is the idea? Are oh, okay. are those that reflective? Those mirror glasses are very reflective. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so all four of you are rocking those glasses. We need all the protection we can get. All right, we're not going for style points. Oh, uh, hey, I bet these look fantastic on me. Shut up. They Where? Do. I'm not sure what they're called. They're like those aviators. Uh, kind of. They're like the traditional cop glasses that are super reflective. Oh yeah, okay. I'm imagining like super troopers. The or... cop glasses. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. How dare you make me <laughs> wear cop glasses? It's for a good cause this time. My, literally, my enemy is a police officer. I mean, same. Yeah, same for him. <laughs> <laughs> my parole officer literally wants to be in jail for no reason. Oh, no. Already. Oh, by the way, I am here yes. on parole, so, you know, don't make me kill anyone. I'll keep that in mind. Wonderful noise you guys are walking into the woods. <laughs> like, realistically, Perfect. Margot would know this because she is my... Uh, what do you call it? Like, if you're on parole, then you have someone keeping watch over you when you work? Supervisor? I guess. Yeah. It's a... I, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, kind of like a caretaker, yeah. basically. Like, I'll keep yeah, it. I need to make basically, sure Margo is my caretaker, and if I do anything, then she has to validate it. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, got it. Technically, I, if I'm you a... ever run into my uh, uh, parole officer. I'm a good choice for that, then, because I will let a lot fly. Yeah, <laughs> that was all in the plan. He's an angel. What are you to, talking about? I'm not allowed to own guns, guns either. You know, I'm I'm a convict. Yet I have to hand wave. <laughs> Margo can't see them. She's the the glasses she's wearing are far too thick. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, and our group heads further and further in. It is only getting darker because of the canopy. As a reminder, it is indeed quite thick. And he's only, huh? Probably. Maybe you can tell yourself that. We can see, though, as we have flashlights, uh, candles, whatever you guys have, we can still see very clearly. The way, as I mentioned before, is clear. No brambles or anything. In fact, upon closer inspection, the roots don't even come into this, like, path. Very odd, considering the trees stop dead on this path. How they were able to somehow manage this is... Beyond you now, but still, we press forward. Yeah, I mean, I would assume it has something to do with the things hanging above us. Mayhaps. And as we press forward, I will ask all of you to roll me plus sharp, as we have been walking for an appropriate amount of time. And the entire bit of us walking, you can hear something probably moving alongside you. And it pauses when you pause. But sometimes you get the feeling that it's intentionally making noise when you are not to alert you to its location. You all know not to look into the woods, though. Whatever. I, it, I might be wearing a very feisty grin on my face right now. Whatever it's trying to show you, you don't want to say. For, from, you know, like an adrenaline rush. So sharp, you have seven, nine, seven. Hey, Margaret, did you polish your sword before you went into the forest? Uh, um, yeah, probably while I was uh, on watch. Duty. Nice. Makes it nice and reflective, you know. Ooh, good point. And moving forward, as we are, staying 
as focused as we possibly can. I'll let each of you decide. Uh, this one sharp roll will effectively encompass from where we are now all the way to the clearing. So I'll let each of you choose since we all got a mixed success. As we're moving forward, we will indeed continue to do so. We know the creature is attempting to confuse us, disorient us, possibly hurt us, hold us back. And during this time forward, Jay, Margo, and Carson, you can choose from one of two things. You can either be so focused that you for sure do not trip on anything or touch anything. It, this will do one armor piercing harm, but nope, no uh, disease. It'll be something you trip on. It'll be something that cuts you that was like a rock. Something from the forest, possibly. Or one stress. Place wherever you'd like. Your choice. I think I'm in focus mode right now. Okay, so uh, which, uh, which band-aid do you get? I'll take stress. Okay, where are you putting it? In stress, I assume? Yeah, I don't think this is quite agitated mode yet. That perfectly makes sense, yeah. Alrighty, Jay and Carson. So the options are... Be so focused that you either take stress or damage. Yes. So your attention will wane one way or the other. You're so focused you miss something and trip and on the it. the second option is that you miss something and trip on it and get what? You'll be damaged by something that we'll, we'll decide. I'll basically narrate it once you guys will decided. Mm. I'll be focused and take damage. Okay. So go ahead and mark a one harm. And how about you, Jay? Uh, like, I feel like Jay listens to his gut a lot and his gut is currently telling him to run the fuck away because this creature is exerting its power and he is ignoring it which is making him well a bit reckless i guess i like that very cool so jay you kind of nailed yours there margo you as well you're you're so focused on dodging whatever might come out and you almost feel like it's aiming for you margo actually the uh, bush maybe like stones that were coming out of the ground that you didn't see before it almost feels like the the forest is trying to push you out you get this strange feeling of the walls coming in on you and everything's trying to touch you and get to you and you can physically see things Margo, that you're you have to jump over or walk over your guys's light can only guide your way for so long and only so well but you are able to avoid every little thing that could possibly hang you up and or terrifyingly drag you into that forest you desperately do not want to look into so we're all able to avoid this uh carson though you you probably focus more on your mental state for the time being at least you don't want to look into the forest absolutely cannot look at something that you know will be staring right back dead into your eyes yeah i was already weirded out enough yeah. by the freaky deer though so. so while you're walking Maybe uh, Jay and Margo up ahead and uh, Kirk's trying to position the, the mirror with you. Make sure we don't drop it or anything. And a low hanging branch or one that just suddenly came out that wasn't there before. It's super difficult to tell. But to reiterate, no disease. So you're safe. But it suddenly just like whips and you didn't see it coming. It almost slaps you in the face and you can feel it kind of cut down your cheek. And you're not bleeding like profusely, but it shocks and, uh, you. You're awake. You're like, oh shit, what? Oof. I'm imagining like Margot being stressed as she is, like pushing a branch back and then having it whip back into uh, Carson's face. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's someone's just trying, <laughs> someone trying to kill Margot. One of them uh, backfires against Carson. <laughs> Damn. 
And then by the time you turn to see like, oh, shit, was it one of those? It's it's gone. There's there was no low hanging branch. Nothing. You don't even see any blood in the ground or anything. Yeah, but by this point, we all turn and seemingly the opening is before us. So is the cave, along with those two large pillars. All right, let's go set up, I guess. Yeah, might as well. All right, as you guys move outward and into this opening, the feeling of being watched has not dissipated, but you don't hear anything anymore. Maybe the wind, that's it. So what are you all doing now that you've arrived? I guess we do a little bit of setup and get gather some more moss and grass from this area. All right. Yeah. Some soil. Kirk seems freaked out. Uh, he can smell the cave from here and no questions. He understands. Shit's weird. Just start collecting dirt. When the thing appears, make sure you're, you know, standing behind the cave so you don't have to see this thing. You won't like it, trust me. Nods. Triple nods. <laughs> he skipped the double keep nod. The, keep this mirror on you. You give him like one of the hand mirrors? Yeah. All right, perfect. And you know, if anything moves in front of you, just use the mirror shining at it to see what happens. Should be fine. He's been holding well together, but now that he's gotten to this point, he's he shakily takes it. He's focused, but like it's starting to get real because you guys are starting to hand things out. You're setting things up and it's not coming. And we kind of rushed that last I part mean, there. So it's like, ah, uh, if you really want, you can go back alone. It should probably leave you alone since we're here. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great laugh. Up. N- nervous yeah, laughter as he scoops dirt into one of the Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Probably safer here. If anything, feel free to run once we start engaging it. Yeah, will do, will do. And uh, Kirk just kind of goes to work as you guys begin setting things up. So as you guys are indeed setting up, you still feel this malicious force, but it's not coming to meet you. Why am I suspicious? Like right now, I'm definitely setting stuff up and I'm trying to hide the fact that we have mirrors, but... Okay. I mean, I figure the big one's probably under a sheet or something right makes sense yeah you guys most likely brought stuff for that so and uh set up a bunch of light so a nice big area to uh well effectively fight good uh we don't need to be super literal you know like the, the mirror is facing blank uh that's fine but for general setup what are we taking out and what are we trying to like keep away so we got the mirror out um we say you're setting up other things well what are, what are we putting out specifically at the very least some well-positioned mirrors so we have like a coverage basically around us okay and how are you setting them up and where are they like facing like what kind of mirrors are these yeah that's part of the planet we hadn't figured out yet do we want to like try to i don't know force it into the cave or do we want to what specifically is our plan uh with the mirrors or do we want just want to lure it into like a circle of mirrors and then start bashing it um, I'm inclined to do it into the cave because uh, it'd be nice to destroy all that nastiness in there along, you know, yeah. when we attempt to set it on fire. Yeah. Speaking so of, we, we might be able to piss it off by throwing a Molotov into the cave to start the fight. So. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yum. I guess it depends how dank the cave is. Very. It's the definition of dank. You've been there before, so. <laughs> yeah. You helped with Ivan. Yes. So uh, in, in terms of me envisioning the mirrors, are we tying them to trees? Are we let, setting them on the floor? Are we hanging them? Besides the big one, of course, that can be positioned anywhere. Yeah. What are we doing with the I smaller think, ones? I think tying them to trees. Yeah, or like making um, basically jury-rigged, what are they called? Like wedges? 
Okay. To 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 lean against basically. Yeah. Okay. And are these like against, like on on the trees, on the branches, or on the floor? Just a just to get a bit higher. Yeah, a bit higher up because we know the thing is big. So right. Yeah. It needs yeah, to be about his. Up. It needs to be about his head level, I guess. Okay. Cool. You guys spend a good thirty plus minutes setting this up. It's only getting darker. Fortunately, you guys have brought some lights with you. And, of course, we are slowed down ever so slightly by trying our absolute hardest to not look into the woods. And during this time, you guys are able to set up all the mirrors and such, precisely how you'd like. Uh, Margo, though, go ahead and roll me a plus weird as we're sort of finishing up our setup of these mirrors. <laughs> 12! You, Margo, as you're setting up one of the mirrors on a wedge, you feel breath on your neck, hot and sticky. It's right there. It's right behind you. Whatever this is, it wants you to know it's there. These mind games don't work on me. Correct. You They're know it's... working on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know it's not there. But still. Somehow Carson pisses his pants. He is <laughs> my fail roll. He absorbs the stress. <laughs> I absorb it. <laughs> Between each breath, Margo, you can hear echoing from the cave and all around you, just your name, over and over. And it's not malicious. It's desperately calling to you. It's Margo. Margo. Give me your face. Give me your face. Each call is in a different voice. High, low, young, old. Whoops, that might make me angry. Assumably it's all the victims. You're able to shake this off. Your neck feels sweaty, unfortunately. A little gross. It's probably just the humidity of the uh, forest. But the voices fade. There's nothing behind you. And everything's set up. Kirk kind of looks at you all. He's been helping a little. And uh, effectively just gives you the look up to say, okay, uh, now what? How we? Is he going to just try to kill us, or what do we do? Uh, I kind of feel like Kirk needs to, to book it. Yeah. But maybe that's just me. Maybe. As soon as we're into, like, heavy fighting territory, at least. Yeah. yeah, now we wait, I guess. But I think the fact that we're here, if he kind of tries to leave, he the thing might just I mean, laugh not, him out yeah. of spite. Maybe. I mean, I guess we would have to trap it somehow with like an extra mirror. He has a mirror on him, a gun and flashlight, so he can go back alone, but you know he doesn't want to. So yeah. if you want him to leave, you're going to have to definitely convince him <laughs> with a roll. Or he'll just stay with you guys. Play up to you guys. I mean, otherwise we can tell him to, hey, you know how to make a house? You can build a framework real quick. Point it north and it shouldn't be able to enter. Oh! oh. Do, do Minecraft stuff. Yeah, Toad. Um, right. <laughs> what qualifies as a shelter? Hey, Kirk, you're a carpenter by chance? <laughs> he laughs and says, no, he has no to tell you guys are talking about this house. <laughs> he didn't get the notes on that. He's the dirt guy. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. Guy. I mean, basically, we would like jokingly tell him, yeah, he can't enter if your house is facing north. So, you know. Oh, We're just okay. lightening the mood. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, no, I can't build a house, though. I'm not really sure how he would. <laughs> Shrug. Well, we aren't sure if it's like, you know, actually building a house or if it's the concept of a house. I, I was about to say, could he draw like a box on the ground and pretend it's his house? Just, just cover his eyes. This is my house. This is my house. I am not my fear. And just stick his head in, his head in the ground. <laughs> Ostrich mode. <laughs> I can't see you. Works. You can't see me. <laughs> Got to make sure the, the hole in the ground is facing the north, though. Of course, I'm going to angle it. 
You can't kill me if I can't see you. That's not that's illegal. <laughs> Alrighty. So as we are waiting, do you want Kirk to stay or we want him to skedaddle? I want him to stay. I but I will tell yeah. him I want um, him to stay like, far away from us, basically. Yeah, he'll position himself so he's not in Pittsville. Yeah, yeah, and remain calm at all times, but keep your eyes and ears open. Aggressively not. Just point your uh, mirror at them, I guess. All right, you will point flashlight and mirror at the thing, uh, hopefully doing his best to piss it off. Uh, during this conversation, you guys think you hear something moving about just behind you? The conversation dulls for a moment, but it's not, nothing. No more footsteps. And you all realize you end up waiting another 10-ish minutes and still nothing. We have our setup. Margaret, you don't hear the voice call to you any longer. Uh, Kirk is definitely getting nervous that, you know, nothing. Uh, excuse me, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to call out to it. Yeah, you're more than welcome to. Oh, let me uh, light a Molotov cocktail real quick. As uh, you we, start talking to him. We never heard back from the, uh, the wristwatch, right? About the Morse code? No, nothing. Okay. Um... Wait, give me a Molotov cocktail. I want to toss it into the, the cave. Oh, I wanted to do that. That's fine. Are we only, do we only have one? No, we no. have a few, I think. Yeah, we should have at least a few. Give me one. Yeah, I mean, we spent time going off and getting a bunch of gasoline for these things in. I assume we have like a dozen at least. At least, yeah. It's, it's literally just a bottle with you know gas and rag on yeah. top, so that's easy to make. So uh, <laughs> which one of you is chucking it into the cave? I'm not uh, just standing here with a lighter going, yeah, okay, who wants to do it? All right, give it to me. <laughs> All right. I'll light it for you. Thanks. I will uh, toss it, and I'll say, hey, whatever it's called, <laughs> we're here to play. I also uh, light a smoke. Excellent. You launch this bottle overhead, Margo. It goes hurling into the cave. No roll required because, as I mentioned, the mouth of this thing is huge, impossible to miss, and it shatters a good five, ten feet into the cave. Difficult to tell what would be considered inside, but it lights up the ichor and uh, general stink that has lined the walls. You can see both of the pillars that are unused, but substantially dirtier than the two outside. Uh, one that we know we freed Ivan Dallas from not too long ago. And it burns. It burns hot and hard. And you can just hear the fire crackling as the lights dance along the walls, showing you more of the gore that's been smeared up alongside them. The smell grows a bit stronger as the burning begins to spread, but slowly and slowly dies down. Margo, you can feel an agitation pointed on you as you do this. Aw, did that make you angry? What's she going to do about it? I'll motion for another one. I toss, I throw it at you, Margo. Maybe I'm uh, just kidding. <laughs> I don't do that. Give me a reflex save. I drop it. Maybe try <laughs> throw me in a bit of deeper. Wrong game. <laughs> I catch it with my face. That's how you do it, right? Yeah, just headbutt it really hard. Go back the other way. For some reason, I thought you meant like catch it like a uh, like a dog with like a, a frisbee. Like a frisbee? <laughs> <laughs> this is Wimblow. We taught him wrong for fun. No dogs here, though, I guess. No dogs here. No dogs here. I mean, I'm sure Mario has a few Why didn't patients. we bring a dog? Serious Because question. we don't want to sacrifice a dog to this thing. Okay, that's, uh, you it know. Would be, it would be the first target he was after, probably. No, no animal death, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Mario, you said you're taking another one and throwing it further in? Yeah. All right, you'll definitely need to get closer for this, but you're more than welcome uh, to do so. I will. Fearlessly, arrogantly, and, um, yeah. 
All right. Do you say anything as you huck it further into the cave? Nope. I might laugh a little, though. Your laughter echoes through the cave as you hurl the second glass down further in. Uh, a reminder, the inside of the cave is open, very similar to a room with just these two pillars. And then the center of the cave moves inward and it goes deep. Y'all didn't go down here, nor could you see the end of whatever this hallway leads to. But it seemed tall enough to allow this beast free movement. Your cocktail of the Molotov variety soars down this hallway. It's getting a little cold, Margot, so standing in front of the first burning Molotov as it's dying down feels relatively nice. Second one shatters. And now you can see further down this hallway. And what I mentioned you smelled before, almost as if it was blown by some force directly into your face, Margot. It just greets you head on. Still, you cannot see down this hallway. Still, it goes on and ends in darkness. But you can see that it, it does indeed just kind of go. Not really sure how this was constructed. It, it, it almost looks like it was carved in some odd way. And now, because you are burning the viscera that it so elegantly placed on the walls, you see something slough down and slap to the floor. And you can feel a growling or a force vibrate within your chests. Kirk begins to look around, worried. And you can all feel this. Margot's the strongest for you. You're not sure if it's due to proximity or due to its focus. But you piss it off. And as uh, Jay and Carson, how are you two positioned? What are you guys doing as Margot hucks this bad boy down there? I, I assume we have like the, the mirrors and stuff set up in front of the cave, basically. Yeah. Nah. So I would say I'm pos we're positioned like next to the cave. Yeah. Do I have a Molotov cocktail? There's enough for you to have, some. You have yeah. some. Yeah, I'll be by the mirrors at the front of the cave. That's uh, behind Margo, I guess. Okay. I, I guess it's safe to say that we set up either a, a small brazier or gave each other lighter so we can actually light all these Molotov cocktails with relative ease. Yeah. Perfect. And as you're all looking about, you hear a snapping and a crackling. A crackling that's not the fire. It's twigs and branches breaking, snapping and giving way. You notice the sound is coming from above you. Marga, you do not hear this, but Jay and Carson, you very much do. And as you look up, the creature displayed in a further unnatural way is almost clung and it has weaved itself into the very woods somehow. Its legs wrapping and wrapping around uh, the various, you know, stronger, I almost said talons, <laughs> stronger branches that hold these trees and the canopy firm. Floating directly above both of you, uh, Jay and Carson, you can very clearly see it looking down at you all, getting ready to drop Ooh. down onto you. What do you two do? Can I dodge to the side? Definitely. Is this big mirror that we took, is it one of those, like, um... Swivel mirrors? Yeah, so it's a standing mirror that has, we'll say it's, there's a mirror on both sides, one for close, one for far, and it can roll, and if you need to flip it, you easily can. Okay. <laughs> I would uh, flip it to the magnifying side so it can look from nice and far away. Excellent. Uh, are you angling, it, you're angling it upward at it? Yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, let's I see. Would, I would try to like protect it. Like If it jumps down to destroy it, I would definitely uh, try to keep it safe. Okay. I'll have the two of you roll me 
act under pressure, uh, Carson to avoid, and then Jay to get this bad boy situated. Nice, an 11. Yeah. And a 9! Excellent. Carson, you're able to move and weave between various mirrors and such. Nothing is dropped. You don't drop a Molotov. You don't bump into anybody. You can stay calm and move away without any issue. Uh, Jay, though, this mirror takes some faint dangling. Something about it feels... I don't know. It's old. That's probably what it is. It feels mm-hmm. loose. Yeah, there, there, there's something about it that doesn't feel as firm. So it takes you an extra second to spin it the way you need to, but it does indeed angle upwards. And as it does, the thing drops almost at the same time. Fortunately, you angled it right where it would be landing, but not it would, it's not going to land on the mirror, though. You just have a perfect geometry and all that. And as it drops, you can see part of its body kind of almost unfurling, like the legs are flipping back to... Uh, the way they were before, the long elk legs. Uh, and when I say long, I, I do indeed mean long. This this boy is tall, and it kind of whips itself long off to the side. The longest man. And in fear, you can see an immediate reaction to this thing. It does not like looking at it. It flips and rolls out of the way. But as it does, one of the legs sort of constitutes a J, and it shoots out towards you rapidly, uh, kicking you and trying to shoot you away from the mirror. Uh, go ahead and take me to harm, and you will be moved away from the mirror, but the mirror is fine. Margaret, you hear this big son of a bitch land right behind you, near all your friends. As it whips around quickly, it turns to look directly at you. It doesn't feel as if it's malicious towards you, Margot, but you are 100% sensing just agony and rage from this thing. You, though, there's a different kind of focus. What do you mean? It wants you. You know it wants you. It's almost as if you're a piece of property that somehow just keeps getting away. Stop. Come to daddy. It doesn't matter how many faces you take. You'll never be like us. And I will charge forward. Okay. Can I swing at it? Of course you can. You're charging it with your weapon? Yeah. Roll me a kick the ass. Actually, do I want to do I want to swing at it or go for its faces first? Uh, so that is entirely up to you. I, I guess as a quick reminder before we like get knee deep into combat, uh, obviously creatures have a harm capacity. They also have their armor, but as you guys were reminded, you do need to exploit its weakness, whatever that may be, in order to finally kill it. That was the faces. Right? Rip off its faces. Yes, you can technically rip off faces with your sword if you're aiming for the faces. Oh, like slice them, see if they fall. Yes. Like a good hit with a Molotov might also burn them off, I guess. Indeed. Maybe. All right, well, I don't think I have one in hand. That's going to be you, Jay. I will yeah, sure. attempt to slice and dice. Alrighty, this thing is just covered in faces all over its, like, elk tar chest and its large elk face. They're just heads plastered on all the antlers and all these little spikes that curl upwards like fish hooks hanging by the eyes, all these faces. Are you aiming for its upper portion or like the body? Upper portion where I think its head might potentially be located. Alrighty, nice. And that nine, that, that's your kick some ass? Yeah. Perfect, okay. Alright, so we are going to uh, inflict harm on each other as it charges towards you and like I mentioned before, it means you harm Margot, but it feels as if it might be holding back ever so slightly doesn't want to hurt the goods i guess uh your your sword does what three harm yep plus finish him gets me an extra harm 
And I'm double checking. I think it's just four. Yeah, I think it's just four. Okay. Uh, yeah, whenever you inflict massive injury, three harm or more. Uh, so it's when you inflict three harm. So this thing has armor currently, which is going to reduce your three to one. To two, sorry. Reduce, reduce it to two. But you're going to remove all of the effectively with this slash, with multiple slashes, every effective face that it was holding onto on its upper portion. So I'll make it take two harm. And it's not going to trigger that because the armor's in the way, but you know you have severely damaged this thing, Margo, in terms of its armor. Uh, and it will soon be, on top of what you guys are doing, the burning and the mirrors, affecting it. Uh, as you reach out and do this, Margo, it, it moves to grab you. Again, its arms like unfurl from under these faces and, and from its chest, and it reaches out. You're able to dash off to the side, and with three quick slashes, faces fall and slump onto the floor. Uh, Kirk is trying his best to stay away now. He will just, for this whole encounter, be moving away from this thing, uh, holding the mirror out toward it to the best of his ability, uh, doing what he can to not die. As it misses you, Margo, its arms jet out, and you're able to, like, weave and spin around them to the side. It then swings in anger and smacks you as if to bat away a small child. Go ahead and take three harm. You have one armor, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so take two. <laughs> Uh, Machismo, let's try it. All right. He's <laughs> your Machismo. Nice. Success. Hey. All right. On a 10 plus, I heal one harm and gain a plus one forward. Alrighty. So you only take one damage. You're in a much better position now, Margo. That three harm was reduced down to two from your armor and reduced a further time because of your Machismo. So only one. Not bad. You now see Margo going toe-to-toe with this thing, Carson and Jay. What are y'all doing? Well, I realistically, Jay, you positioned the mirror. Carson, you just dodge. What are you doing, Carson? Uh, well, I'd like to throw the Molotov at it if I'm in a position to do so. Uh, you are in a very good position to do so. It doesn't necessarily see or notice you now. Uh, so I'll have you roll act under pressure to aim the sucker properly, not kick some ass, and then we'll just kind of see right. how this plays out. Seven. Excellent. You hurl this bad boy, and you're aiming just dead center for the sucker? Yeah. Perfect. You don't strike it dead center, but you hit it fairly well. And as you do, the creature, the howl it lets out feels like it's coming from inside you almost, not from this being. It almost feels like the, the forest itself is just yelling along with it. It whips around to face you, Carson, as you see the faces just kind of like melting off these spikes. All of them are not gone, but it looks like it's in a very bad way. When it does whip around, it doesn't break it, but it knocks the big mirror over and it shatters some smaller mirrors as its antlers kind of whip and begin to mold and writhe like snakes, almost as if it's maybe striking it against them. You can tell this thing doesn't stand or feel as comfortable as it did before. It might not know it being surrounded by mirrors, is making it act a little more hesitantly, but it's now focused on you, Carson. Okay. Uh, well, I guess, you know, now's a good time to test out that, uh, that you know, protect someone, get, a, get some experience. <laughs> uh, can I shoot it or something? Uh, anyone, anyone can do anything. If Margo and Jay want to wait for you to fire, you definitely can. There's not really initiative in this game, so when someone wants to do something and it logically makes sense, they can. Well, when it looks at me, is there a mirror close by? 
Definitely. You guys set up plenty in the area. Okay, so I want to get closer to that mirror, but also shoot at it. Okay. Crystal Carson's moving over to a mirror, getting ready to fire out at this thing with your... Do you have a shotgun or a pistol? Uh, it's pistol. Okay. Uh, as the two of you see Carson doing that, Jay or Margaret, do you want to assist in any way or do something prior? Experience, yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it might be a bit far-fetched, though, but let's say we set up these mirrors in a specific way, and if we adjust them slightly, basically, no matter where he looks, he'll be able to see himself. Would that count as a protect uh, action? Uh, protect? So protect only works? Basically, the idea is that he sees himself, and it stuns him, so he gets distracted or something. Right. That, that would be act under pressure. Actually, physically... Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so protect is only when Carson has already taken damage. Okay, in that case, I'm going to uh, do the stupid thing and slide underneath him and give him, like, a good shot in the gut to distract him. Mm, okay, so you guys are both going for, for damage, then. More so me for to distract him. Like, I do, okay. want, to, I do want to experience one. Sure. So, Carson, uh, roll me, kick some ass, because this thing is indeed charging for you, and depending on his outcome, Jay will be rolling help out. Damn. Oh, my God! <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to get experience if I help, technically. Uh, Whoops. Uh, For for helping, you won't get anything, but for protecting, you will. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that is the lowest I have ever rolled. It's literally... It's it's the lowest you can roll, technically. Yeah. Technically, lowest you can roll is a one, because you can have a negative one in something, but... uh, Not great, Carson. Okay, this boy's going to... Oh, boy. All right. So he is charging full on towards you. Unlike Margot, this thing 100% means you violence. Jaylo, you are indeed close enough, so I won't have you roll help out because that <laughs> can't help it too. Uh, but you can definitely roll to assist with the harm. It looks at you, Carson, still on fire, head down, and it charges you. Antlers fully aimed at you. And it is just going to basically attempt to put all of its force into you and ram you, flinging you up against the back wall of trees. Uh, Jay, you've moved close enough that you can indeed get in the way. So go ahead and roll me. Protect someone. And uh, I'm Car- great at these, by the way. Carson, also mark experience. Yeehaw. I mean, I do it at <laughs> least. Yay. All right. On a seven, we got it. So on a seven, you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. This thing is so focused on Carson. We'll split the, we'll split the damage half and half because you were so close, Jay. So Carson, you'll take two harm. And Jay, you'll take two harm. How are that would mark you as unstable? Yes. So, Jay, how are you distracting this thing to pull away some of the fury? Basically, as it is charging Carson, I would try to slide underneath it and do like the cool thing shooting at it. And in doing so, when he slams into Carson, he slams into me as well. Excellent. Yeah, he kind of stomps down and rams you a bit, Jay. And you're able to divert the horns. They do strike you, Carson. And two of them plunge directly into your left bicep a couple Oof. inches, and he whips you off to the side, the horns tearing out, leaving a trail of blood as you're not flung against the back wall, fortunately, but it, he dealt you a serious blow. All three of you are still relatively close to this thing as it kicks at the dirt and prepares to strike at no one in particular, but one of you. The burning faces are still continuing to kind of slough off the side of its body. There are a few left on both its like upper portion and lower portion, but they're mostly all gone. So where I landed, am I close to, like, our stash of Molotovs? Realistically, uh, unless I specify, basically on a fail, uh, which you you did indeed. I uh, did fail. You did fail. So I would say you, Carson, you're not, because you roll, you rolled a two. So you take the damage, and you're in a poor position. 
I would like to like dive for him anyway. You're just, you're just going for him? Yeah, I'm just gonna go for him. All right, I mean, what am I? What else am I really gonna do? You know? That's fair. Uh, you guys can see your stash of Molotovs. The creature has not noticed them just yet. Jay and Margo, you both see Carson diverting his attention to go over and grab them. Margo, you you know, weapons up, sword is high. What do you do? Uh, real quick, my skill fortunes, it says once per mystery, I may use them. This is like a long running mystery. So am I allowed to use it again or no? Have you already used it? I'm pretty sure for this one. Yeah, I think she used it at the start. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure if she, she used all of her charges, but yeah, they're all gone. Oh, they're all gone. OK, this is one that's called fortunes. Yeah. Because it's weird, it's literally divination. This would have been probably something you did prior. So if you want, go ahead and roll me fortunes now. And we can say you did this before entering the forest because now would be a very Yeah, this is a this is a rewind kind of. Oh yeah. I have a protective amulet. You do. It works once, I think. But if you want oh nice. If you want to have activated the amulet, Carson, you can reduce your harm by one or you can hold on to it for the next hit. Up to you. I'm gonna hold on to it for the next hit, but I am gonna use it. Okay, so that, that bad boy is the ready. And Margo, you would have rolled a 12 on your fortune. So that gives you uh, quite a bit, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, I get to hold three. Okay, hold three on a multitude of effects. You can have a useful object ready. You can be somewhere just in time. You can take one forward or give somebody else one forward. Or you can warn someone about some bad shit that's about to happen. So now you have three of those. Now's a great time to use that. Uh, reminder that, you know, checking basically vibe check, <laughs> uh, read a bad situation. That's also something that can be done if we're looking about. And the situation is definitely getting dire because this creature is watching Carson, but it's watching all of you. So, Margo, having already read your fortune prior in the day, what are you done? Well, I need to bring his attention back to me. OK, your next roll has a plus one. I think I'm just going to attack. Just going to run in. Yeah, but I'm also going to send a deer while I'm running. Sorry, you're going to what? I'm going to deer at him. Jeer? Like taunt him? Yeah. Okay, I heard deer, sorry. I'm gonna jeer I'm gonna jeer at the deer. Okay. Jeer at the deer. Deer, leer, or cheer. Deer. <laughs> Come on, guys. Cheer me on while I leer at the deer. Cheer. Alright, we got some we got some deer leering. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I have I have a specific line that is not sticking in my head for some odd reason. Oh, oh no, word. she's RPing. She's monologuing. In the middle of combat. You sly dog! Please stop making me laugh. I'm gonna say, wow, no wonder you want those human faces so bad. Dang! Alrighty, and with your blade, are you going to strike it? Uh, I will say, going to strike its armor will be more difficult because of how spread the rest of the junk is on there. It is doable. What exactly are we, sh- am I hitting by striking its armor? You're effectively, so if knowing it has faces and you want to remove them, if you do indeed remove them, it will have no more armor and it, whatever it is, will be exposed better to these mirrors. Your guys' plan was to kind of get the- Yeah, I want to yeah. go for its armor then. Okay. Kick some ass. Nice. Ooh, that was with my natural forward. Alrighty. Another. Oh, wait, you, you unlocked that, didn't you? Uh, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, you unlocked it. Advance kick some ass. Okay, hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Put a little. Loving, Loving it. it. All right, on an advance, kick some ass. Man. You completely hold the advantage. All hunters involved in the fight get plus one forward. You suffer no harm. Your attack inflicts double harm, or you drive the enemy away in a rout. Oh my, the choices. Man, double harm is severe. I mean, um, it can't I die th- yet in this case. 
<laughs> well, okay. If I do double the harm, I'm going to share away that much more armor, right? Yes. So in, in this case, I mentioned before, the armor is scattered throughout its body. With double harm, it's going to be all gone after the sack. You'll get it. Uh, well, yes. So three harm. Do you want to take away his armor first before we start doubling? Uh, no, it, it, that's going to be part of it, basically. All right, well, finish him on a 10 plus is double the harm. Indeed. Mm. So quadruple the harm. Or does it not stack like that? Uh, no, I think it would be double three and then double three. So Wait nine? a second. Yeah, nine. Yeah, nine, because we're not doubling six. Yeah, to roll it first. See what you get. Okay, so for a nine, uh, I inflict one extra Richard, harm. Let me, let me try to help you with that. Do you get anything more if you have a roll 10? Yeah, yeah, and you are close enough to help, yeah. Well, what, what are you doing to this? Uh, I'll throw a Molotov uh, as well to help her, I guess. Or, well, right. hmm, I throw a Molotov at the faces rather than it. Go ahead and roll me help out. I should be good at these, right? Pretty sure you are. Hope so. And knock on wood. Uh, you can give me a plus one and it'll succeed technically, right? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll give you a fortune. Aim better. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm here laying on the floor and you like help me get up basically before I throw. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Skill issue. All right, nice. So yes, that does indeed bring that. Uh, oh my god, okay, we're changing many roles here. All right, so your help out. Uh, obviously, that's not a failure now, so no experience. But that goes up to a seven, and that no experience, will. No. And all right, how dare you? I'm I'm, I'm trying to get the what, shit. Why do I get experience when I, you know, my roles matter? <laughs> all right so you are indeed able to help out which brings your finish him up to a 10 and that doubles it right so we're just adding an extra three yeah okay so basically three and then we're taking the extra damage from kicks mass right um from advanced kicks mass yeah right so that's six and then from finish him we're bringing it up to nine and then we'll have the one reduce it down to eight which is still a shit ton of damage yes and then she's gonna take some damage indeed and I'm also taking the damage, by the way. <laughs> yes, you're, you're both going to get smacked around a little bit from, from this. Okay, so uh, this thing is indeed quite angry. And I don't know why my child would do this to me. I really don't understand. I just want your face. Please give face. <laughs> give face? And suck it. All right, it's going to suck it. So, Margo, you, do you want, you're going to strike this thing horribly well. It's going to hurt the shit out of you back, but you are going to hurt this bad boy. You're going to remove all the masks, all the faces, along with Jay's fire. It'll all be burned off, and this thing will be new as a babe. It's not going to go down, of course, but it's going to be really, really, really damn close. Uh, do you want to narrate how you absolutely upend this thing and enrage it? Um, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to be a couple different slashes, right? Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to town this thing. Really? You're not going to uh, samurai slash it? Uh, yeah, no, I'm totally going to samurai slash it. Come on, she's charging up her. Uh, haven't you seen my samurai? She goes like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh for like one attack. It's perfect. LB3. Yeah, but you only see one. Well, I watch my character a lot, so you know. Anyway, so yeah, I will do like uh, a couple of different slashes, and um, I'm also going to say True Beauty is accepting yourself for what you are. Not that I've got some D for sure. Another jeer. The deer does not accept your jeer, therefore, it will inflict fear. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. First and foremost, this is going to be a grievous wound, Margo. The thing I reminded you about before does indeed take place. Uh, I told Margo, since she would know this, taking parts of a living entity 
can be used as we have before already uh, can be used for uh, crafting and basically ICS can potentially turn it into something, uh, but specifically while it's still alive. This is going to hurt the living shit out of it. Uh, if you want to get something from it, whether it be a horn or a reasonable amount of blood, that would be an act under pressure roll, not just straight striking it. But you've put it in a position where it's much easier now. The burning plus the blades, you have stripped this thing of any armor it might have had. It is smooth like a babe and may have spines and spikes on it, but you see its entire form begin to warble after you unleash strikes from head to toe. This beast, Marga, there is some blood on your blades. You now learn that, yes, it can indeed bleed. And I'm sure it's not from the faces, right? No, those are uh, long extinguished of blood. All right, excellent. Eat the blood. Um, Consume the monster. Well, I think right now the blood's probably super important. Maybe. You don't know if the, the bone will work for your wound, so you might need the blood instead. Yeah. Um, but if I take a limb, that's just chock full of blood, right? True. Oh, yeah. All right, I, <laughs> I will go for a deer leg. All right, as you're, as you're preparing all this, uh, first, we're going to inflict harm, and it's going to hurt. First and foremost, Margo, this thing is going to whip about. And its focus, although it has no face, it is entirely smooth. <laughs> Can I use one of my fortunes to have a useful object ready, aka a mirror? That's fine. To, to lessen this attack or no? Uh, to protect yourself. That would be for the next thing, because this is your attack. Oh, damn it. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're, just, we're resolving the thing you just rolled, basically. <laughs> I don't think anyone is close enough to protect you at this point, so... <laughs> That's I'm fine. Done. So first and foremost, Margo. The feeling of it wanting to preserve you, now that you've done this, has been extinguished. It just wants your face. As you fly by it, and as you're striking, it's almost watching and looking at you. As if it were allowing you to make these blows, these strikes. It sees its goal, and it's going to go for it. That arm shoots out for you, Margot, and it grabs you by the throat. You're able to continue slashing and sort of doing your thing, but it begins to squeeze. And as it does, you can feel its fingers, branch-like, sharp at the tip, begin to push under the skin of your jawline. And you can feel it going in one inch, two inch, three inches, as these fingers split into smaller branches. And all as if they're, they're blossoming under your skin, it is just grooving up into you and sinking deeper and deeper. You can stop now. You will take... Don't like being flayed alive? No! As you rage against this beast, Margot, take four harm. Your armor will help that, so it's only three. You are now unstable, of course. That hurt a lot. And what do I take? God, and it's just my face. How did that hurt so bad? It's digging deep. You told me to stop describing it. <laughs> It also does have you, so it's holding on to you, Margo, which is actually good for your positioning. Uh, it is, yes. Jay, you will take two harm as nice. it kind of turns and its antlers, as it like wriggles its body and it's dragging Margo with it towards you. Now that it's seen that you've thrown this and effectively it'll just like hit you straight in the throat as if to just stop you where you are, hoping to just end you right now. It does not, though, but you almost feel your windpipe just shut and like shatter. Something cracks. You feel something horribly wrong as your breath is just cut for a moment and you stagger backwards. Uh, Carson, you see this thing 
has Margo, has knocked back Jay. You've dealt for the uh, the firebombs, though. What are you doing? I, uh, but it has Margo. It's holding on to Margo. It's, it's not necessarily using her as a shield, but it can if it wishes. Hmm. And Margo, you can still take some meat if you want. You can shout that out if that's your intention. So we assume that its, it's armor is basically its uh, weakness, right? Uh, yeah, so effectively. So it, it's vulnerable now. Yes. It's vulnerable. You guys have exposed um. it, and with all the mirrors you have, have everywhere, so the big mirror got knocked over, but it's now looking around, and you can tell it's like, it's like panicking, basically. It can, maybe it doesn't know why it's panicking, but it is indeed surrounded by mirrors. It's only broken a few of them. It is shaken. You can feel it shaking as it's holding on to you, Margo. Is there anything I can do to make it let go of her? What do you have on you, in terms of weapons? I have a... Pistol, hunting rifle, and a baseball bat. You could, uh, if you want to go elite sniper, shoot it in the arm as an assist for Margo to, you said you want the arm, Margo, or something? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. You could assist Margo, or Margo could assist you as you're going to help out. So, Carson, you can go to, I would say, I would say roll to kick some ass with this, and then Margo, you you can roll to help out. Well, let's, let's see. You, you're just trying to free Margo, right? Um, yeah, but I mean, if I can do something else to okay. help. Roll act under pressure then. And then Margo, but, depending on the outcome. My last act under pressure didn't go well. Yeah, but you're, you're better at it. <laughs> I will help out plus two. Yeah, so Margo can give you plus two and help out. All right. You're good at show. There we go. Perfect. All right, cool. Margo, you want to help? I will help. Hell yeah. Oh, That's my God. Whoa! All right, we don't have the that's advanced one for help out, but uh, good wow. job. Wow, that's the second time I've done that. Honestly, clearly I should have taken it. <laughs> this is the perfect time to have rolled that because you are being gripped. That's two full successes. Your fourteen gives a plus two to act under pressure, which brings it to a ten. Carson, you freeze for a moment. You see everyone around you. Kirk's not being focused on. He's safe. Jay is hurting, but not down. Margo. Everything needs to be saved. You get ready. You breathe in. You polish your rifle. And you aim for the joint on its arm. You're not sure if it functions the same way we do. But considering it wants to be like us, maybe it's somehow constructed a human-like arm. You think you know where to shoot. You aim. And you fire. The bullet cracks out and echoes in the small area. The bullet sinks through the arm and with a wet, almost silent, like... It enters, and the arm wriggles for a moment. It didn't sever it, though. Not fully. It starts to grip ever so slightly, tighter and tighter, hoping to flay your face from your body, Margo. You still have your sword in hand, though, don't you? I do, yes. We now see a weak point, don't we? Slice? Seeing your moment of opportunity, you slice the sword upward, severing the arm. That is... Currently lodged in your face, but no longer connected to the creature, so good on you. Still gross. Indeed. You can feel it begin to slowly dislodge, but it's still kind of stuck in your face. So as you fall backwards and, like, kind of, you, you land, fortunately, on your feet, holding the blade, covered in this thing's blood, it's like a dark green. The arm hangs limply from your face as the creature screams out again, once again. I yank it out. As if... You're not sure if that's the best idea, but you can definitely do that. <laughs> Sorry, I yank it out. Okay. <laughs> unless, unless I start to feel real bad stuff happening, I'm going to pull. 
you, mm-hmm. you roll you roll so well, I'll say you can. You are indeed unstable, so things aren't doing well. We won't take any extra harm, but not great. As this thing is rearing back from that, how dare you sever something from me? I was so close. You can feel rage encapsulate this thing, Carson. But you can tell it's also hurt. Margo, Jay, and Carson, you can all see the large mirror is not too far from this thing. It hasn't noticed it. You can tell it's slowed by the smaller mirrors, but you know that big one, or one of the big ones you guys have, especially that real big one, is going to affect it. How close is it? The mirror is not necessarily behind it, but for you, Carson, you'd have to little little jaunt and skip to get there. Uh, Jay and Margo are the closest. Okay. Can I lunge for it or no? I was going to go do that. I mean, let's go together because we want it. We want its attention on us, no matter what. Well, I don't. I mean, one hit away from death. Well, then I guess let me lunge for it. Uh, I mean, I don't mind acting under pressure. You can assist me, I guess, but sure. All right. Before that happens, Jay. I am very cool after all. You are incredibly cool. Unfortunately, you're. I need to. You're a little too cool. As you're thinking, I need to die for that mirror. I need to get it. You, You finally catch your breath. But as you do, Jay, you hear behind you a gun cocking, pressed up against your back, and you hear a voice ring out. It's familiar. It's weathered. And he says, as Stefan pushes forward, that'll be enough there. Put down your weapons. And we'll pause there. Oof, that's cheating. Wait, how did he get past Kirk? Kirk is hiding. Where do I put oh, him? Stefan. I knew it. F that guy. 